Uh, what's up, everybody? Let me just get my stuff. And this is that's just gonna be weird, dude. Man. Yeah, it's recording. So we all good? Everybody, everybody good? I want people to talk at least. Yes. Okay. I'm really excited, Matt. Uh, after bugging Matt for a while, I finally was able to get him to concede and let me speak one of these Tuesdays. And, uh, <laughs> and he gave me one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and it takes up just about the entire chapter. And so if you're used to the verse-by-verse study, uh, you better not get used to that right now, because that's just about to change. I'm about to blow through just about this entire chapter. Uh, I cannot do verse-by-verse verse at all. It's just something that Matt has a gift. I'll say that. Uh, and it's funny. I was talking to my mom today. Uh, I told her I was talking about my favorite verse in the Bible. And she asked me if I knew what her favorite story in the Bible was. <clears throat> and my mom, she was raised Catholic. She's pretty... Uh, she's been Catholic her whole life. And... Knowing that she was Catholic, I knew her favorite story. It was a story where Jesus turned water into wine. And it, I got it pretty on point on that, so. <laughs> okay, good. I, I was waiting for the laughs to come, so. <laughs> so, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, turn to John chapter 11. Just give it a couple seconds for everyone to get there. Uh, Anybody doing anything exciting this week? Yeah. Yeah? Going camping. You're going camping? Oh, camping. Where are you going camping at? Uh, Big Creek. Nice. Are we all there? Or close to it? No, not yet. All right. Well, I, pra- I paraphrase most of what I read anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start reading from... Chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, in the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. When Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, for it is the glory of God who... uh, For it... It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. That just seems a little weird. It just said, yeah, I love you, Martha. I'm going to sit down real quick. I'm going to sit down for about two days. I'll come come to you later. But I love you. I love you. (laughs) And uh, so this is where I'm going to start paraphrasing because I suck at reading out loud anyway. So they're saying two days, and then two days later, Jesus says, "Let's go to Judea again." And the disciples were freaking out. They thought Jesus was crazy because they were saying, "You do know the people in Judea want to kill you, right?" And then after a little bit, Jesus says couple things, and then he says, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples looked at him and said, 
he's sleeping, why don't we just let him sleep? We don't want to wake him up. He might get a little grumpy. And then Jesus looked at them and was like, you idiots, he's dead. Because apparently they didn't understand that. And so that's where I'm going to stop for right now. Uh, just to give a little bit of information on what's going on in the story, before before they went, uh, before they learned that Lazarus was ill, they went to that area, the area of Judea, <clears throat> and everyone there wanted to kill him pretty much, because Jesus had du- just done some preaching, just uh, made a few people mad, and now there's just basically a bounty for his head. And so you're looking at this. Jesus said that Lazarus died. It was about a it's about a four days intervals in this entire story. The first day that they learned that Jesus, that Lazarus was ill, and on the fourth day, Lazarus was already dead and in the tomb. So, with the information that we have here, you can guess that Lazarus probably died the day that Jesus learned that his friend was ill. And so... <clears throat> Jesus stayed another two days after Lazarus likely died. And then after the two days, they finally go and see uh, Lazarus uh, and Martha and Mary. But I do want to put a little bit of attention to Thomas. Because Jesus had just said, has just said that Lazarus has died. And the disciples were like, I don't know if we want to go back to Judea because they want to kill you. And so Jesus says, Lazarus has died. And then Thomas says, let us also go so that we may die with him. You guys want to know the first thought I had when I read this? My first thought was, shut up, Thomas. (laughs) Really? You're just going to be like that and be like that guy who just goes and acts all spiritual and says, let's go die with Jesus. Let's do it. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling that if Jesus wasn't in the same room, he'd be talking to the disciples like, yo, let's just get out of here while he's sleeping because this dude's crazy. So, now that I got that out of the way, (laughs) I'm going to talk a little more about the actual uh, the story, which I'm going to focus on even more. So they go back, back to Judea, and before they go into the village, Martha is already there talking to him. And Martha's just devastated that her brother has just died. And so while she's crying and talking to Jesus, she says, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says, your brother will rise again. And then he goes on to say, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, of course. And so now they're going a little farther. And Mary had just found out that Jesus was at the edge of the town. So she gets up and she races to Jesus. And at that time where they had a bunch of fellow Jews uh, who were there uh, mourning with them because they were probably other friends of Lazarus or learned that they were uh, that their brother had just died and the Jews they just mourned together if you knew somebody who had a close one one died 
you went with them, you wept with them, and you did everything in your power to comfort them. And so they had a lot of people going with, uh, following Mary uh, to Jesus. And Mary says the same exact thing. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So then <clears throat> Jesus, uh, after he hears that, he says, where have you laid Lazarus? And then they take him to the tomb, and he tells Martha to roll away the stone. Martha hesitates because he had been, he had been dead for four days, and there's probably going to be a huge stank coming out of that tomb. So... <laughs> Yeah, it says stank. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he reassures Martha that something's good going to happen. And then rolls away, rolls away the tomb, and Jesus says a prayer. And then he says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus, of course, he's raised from the dead and comes out. And he's still, like, mummified, pretty much. And... He's raised from the dead, and many people see him. And Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. Now I want to backtrack a little bit to Martha and Mary. Because there's a lot of times where we can be just like Martha and Mary. There are times when we are in those if-then situations. There's the... uh, well, I know I do it a lot. In sports, if, if I lost a game in hockey, oh my gosh, the if-then statements would just run rampant. I would say, like, if I just stopped this shot, if I stopped this shot, if I had yelled at my teammate to cover this guy. But sometimes I do it in a little more proud way because if someone, if I beat somebody or if we beat a team we are talking afterwards, one of the guys like, man, I thought I almost had that shot. I was like, yeah, well, if you were good, you, you might have got it. But you don't, and you suck. So I won. There you go. But that being said, we all have those times where we're, we're in Mary and Martha's shoes. Where we said, Jesus, if only you had been with me at this time, this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have been in this situation. And... Before I move on from that, just a quick question to ask you all uh, that I'm going to address a little later. The question is, what what is it in your life that may have died? So what in your life has just, have you just lost? It could be a relationship with somebody. It could be a prayer life. It could be a devotion life. It could be your patience has died, or your love for people has died. What is it in your life that has died? And so coming back to Mary and Martha, thinking about what has died in our life, we think that, well, we find it really easy to just play a blame game, to blame God for everything that happens to us. We think it's easy to put God in the center of it and saying, God, why'd you let this happen? Why'd you cause this for me? But Jesus <laughs> said something. 
and it's in verse 25 and 26. And I read it, and I'm going to read it again. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I'm going to put a huge emphasis on, do you believe this? That's a huge question that Jesus just asked Martha. Do you believe that what is dead in your life can be brought back? Do you believe that the power of God is bigger than your circumstances? Jesus is asking us, not just Martha. Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that whoever believes in him will live? And that's a huge question that's a very loaded question. And so, uh, I guess he an- Martha answers, yes, of course I do. But it's easy to answer yes, just because, yeah, just because you want to feel good, but really in your heart, do you think Mar- Martha really believed that Jesus was going to bring Lazarus back at that time? Because she answered saying, I know he's going to, I know he's going to live because in the resurrection day, when everyone is going to be resurrected, she just thought, oh, that's just going to happen. But did she believe that the power of Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the dead? Did she believe that the power of Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead? And that's something for all of us. Do we, be, do we really believe that the power of Jesus and the power of God can raise what has been dead in our lives? Do we really believe that the power of God can help us love people again or restore our prayer life or bring back relationships that we thought were dead? And so we see another, uh, right before uh, Jesus raised Lazarus, He gave Martha one more reassurance. And he says, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And that's what's going to happen whenever we really decide to put our faith in Jesus and really decide to trust in Jesus with everything in our life. We will see the glory of God. Oh, this water is really helping. I love that. So now we need to go back to the question. What is dead in your life? Uh, There's no doubt that Jesus sees what is dead in our life. We might not see it right away, but Jesus sees it as soon as it dies. And the thing about uh, what happens when things die in our life, we start to wonder why, why it happened. Why did this... Why did I lose my love for people? Why did... Why did I just lose contact with this person? Uh, I think uh, this passage shares one of the reasons, and then there's also another reason. Any other reason falls into these two as to why things in our life dies. The first one we see in verse 10. And he says, Jesus says, But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. That basically means we're not walking fully with Jesus. We're not walking fully in the light of Jesus. 
Jesus said that he is the light of the world. And that goes to show that if we don't walk in the light, then we're going to stumble and we're going to fall away from him and things are going to die in our life. The second one is that we just go through a lot of crap in our life. Things happen to where it just throws us off of everything. It gets us distracted from different things in our life and gets us distracted from doing the simplest things like praying before you go to bed or praying when you wake up, uh, just showing love to somebody, giving somebody a smile. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> but sometimes just the stuff that we go through overshadows God. And that's not a place that we want to be in. But in the midst of everything that happens in our life, in the midst of the crap that we go through, we have a huge assurance that we're not the only one who has ever gone through what we have or will ever go through what we have. One thing is that Jesus has gone through just about everything that we can imagine. And Jesus was God, and he had to be fully human, and he had to be... He basically had to have the extreme of everything. So you can probably expect that whatever you're going through, Jesus went through also. But he also went through it probably about ten times worse than what you're going through right now. And so there's always that reassurance that it could be worse and you're way better off than what Jesus was like when he goes through a lot of stuff. And you see, uh, I want to back up to verse 35 and it is the shortest verse in the Bible but also probably the deepest verse in the Bible and basically what it says is Jesus wept Jesus cried for his friend Lazarus for Mary and Martha for their loss for the Jews who were also mourning with them Jesus wept This one verse, those two words, show the full humanity of Jesus. It shows how human Jesus can really be. Because Jesus shed tears for a friend. And he mourned. And he had this emotion. It's easy to say that Jesus is just up there kind of telling us to suck it up. But Jesus is up here is up there weeping with us as we go through stuff. As we're crying, Jesus cries with us. And it's it just shows that Jesus cares so much for us that he, he weeps for us and with us. And it also shows his love. A lot of people talk about how Jesus' love can protect us and keep us from everything that could ever go wrong in our life. But the thing about God's love is that it's not a protecting love, but a perfecting love. Mm. God's love doesn't pamper us, but it prepares us for the things to come. So we should we should have that in mind that 
Stuff is going to happen, but God's love is going to be able to cover us. He's not going to be able to protect us from everything, but he is able to perfect us in his love, and he is able to prepare us for everything that might happen in the future. And so, uh, once I find out where I, where I am again, when, so it shows that, I'm going to go back to the question of what's dead in your life. And then ask again, do you really believe that what is dead in your life can be raised up again? Do you really believe that what is that what might have been lost in your life can come back into your life. And if you're saying yes, which I really hope that you all are saying yes right now, uh, there's just one more thing that you need to know, and is that it's really, really easy to find what has been lost. It's really easy to raise up what has been dead in your life. All it takes is faith in Jesus. And all it takes is for you to really believe. Not just say you believe, but not believe in what Jesus can do. <clears throat> believe in Jesus and believe in what Jesus can do. We need to believe and have faith that God's power can overcome any hardship that we could ever come by. And so that's something that I just want to encourage all of you right now. If you're if you're going through something or if something's been just coming through your head when I'm asking what is dead in your life, just put your faith in Jesus. And if you're here and you haven't given your faith in Jesus before, uh, I encourage you <clears throat> before my voice loses. I believe the power of Jesus can bring my voice back. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have not given your faith in Jesus... I encourage you to give your faith, uh, put your faith in Jesus. And Matt can do this whole thing way better than I can. And I'm going to turn it over to him when he does this. But I'm just going to say that Jesus can do so much for us. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. And that includes bringing back what may have been dead in our life. But the only question that you really need to focus on is, do you believe this? Matt? Thanks, A.A. Ron. Guys, let's give it up for A.A. Ron. So Aaron had a few points. Uh, I always I always get frustrated. No, I don't get frustrated. Uh, whenever I preach... Uh, like on a Sunday morning, and my dad gets the mic after. My dad comes back up, and then like, uh, like tries to like summarize my sermon in like a few words. I'm like, Dad, everyone already heard what I said, and now I feel like I want to do that to you, but I'm not going to. You can't. Uh, you can't. It's awesome. Uh, but but Aaron said, and, and I I hope you guys picked up on it because you should tweet it. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Aaron said, uh, God's love is not a protecting love, but a perfecting love, and God's love doesn't pamper us; it prepares us. 
Did I get all those right? Yeah. I, I, we should have had the Sesame Street guys come up and say, this sure. message brought to you by the letter P. Yeah. Uh, that would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, and the color orange because these ugly walls. Um, but no, uh, on, on a real note, um, Aaron, uh, Aaron's message about um, uh, what's dead in our lives, uh, God bringing that back to life, um, that's a reality uh, that can happen in each and every single one of our lives. I know in my life, uh, there's things that, whether it was because of a, a lack of proximity uh, with God, uh, like Aaron said, or I just let the things of this world really overwhelm me, uh, I, I felt some things just die off in my life. And I, I thought, man, I'd never be the, the way I used to be again. Uh, but what it really is, is when we put our faith in Jesus and we say, you know what, Jesus, uh, I believe that uh, the same God who raised Jesus from the dead can raise uh, back to life. Uh, those things in me, whether it be that love, whether it be that faith, uh, whether it just be joy, you know, like so often in life when we were younger, uh, everything makes us happy, you know, like, like I mean, work in the nursery, I work in the nurseries on Sunday, uh, work with like nursery kids, and uh, there's like a level of joy that's like amazing, I think that's why Jesus says, unless you come unto me as a child, uh, how will you inherit the kingdom of God, um, but so often just because of life, the circumstance we have, uh, we lose that joy, but Jesus wants us to experience that joy. Jesus wants us to live in that joy, and, and, and He can resurrect that uh, in our lives. Aaron, I thought you were going to use the uh, example of Twitch. Uh, Aaron and I, uh, Aaron and I had a friend yesterday, um, and, and Dan was here. Dan, we had a friend. Uh, we named him Twitch. Because um, as Aaron was telling Dan and I what he was going to pre- be preaching about, out of nowhere, like I'm sitting looking out that back window, and then just wham, two birds slammed into the window. Uh, one of them like did a backflip and flew away. The other one dropped under the back. It was just like, and so we named him Twitch. After about a half hour, I'm just twitching. Uh, and we were like, man, what do we do? We feel really bad. We got to clean him up. Uh, yeah, so uh, Dan, Dan actually said we should go back out there and just put, like, realign his neck, uh, which would probably kill him, you know? Um, but then, so so we, like, and, and my dad was in here, Pastor Dave. He's all like, he's like, well, hey, this is just a, this is a great example for that verse. Uh, uh, even the sparrows, like, like God watches over the sparrows. He knows all the ones that fall. And I was like, wow, that's really sad. Because uh, here I am watching this sparrow just like, like take its last breath, and it was super sad. Um, I don't know why it was that sad. It's a stinking sparrow, but um, uh, but then so I was like, Aaron, we gotta name it Twitch. And Aaron's like, Why are we getting that like attached to it? It's gonna die. I was like, Well, we need to put something on his gravestone. And right when I said gravestone, like accepting that it was dead, Twitch flips up and he like lands on his feet. And he's just like sitting there. He's like, You said what about a gravestone? And he's like looking around. And I kid you not. Di- Aaron had to leave like right after that. Dan and I for like an hour. Twitch is just sitting there, not even moving. <laughs> and so we're just like, did he like turn into stone or something? So Dan and I go out there, and Dan and I, I, I want you to imagine we're not always like super like gung ho manly. Like we got down, we're like this gonna be okay, Twitch. bird heaven, whatever. Uh, and I touched his beak and whatnot. And he's just like. Not moving more like this is sad. Dan then, Dan with the healing hands comes down to him, pets him on the head, and all of a sudden the wings just boom and Twitch flew away. And we're like, oh, oh, hashtag Twitch lives. And it was it was so awesome. We called her, we're like, Twitch lives, Twitch lives. But uh, um, all that being said, it was like the Aaron said if he doesn't fly it away, we're gonna name him Lazarus in honor of his service name. Uh, so Twitch yeah. lives, aka Lazarus, yeah. uh, whatever. And um, 
But the thing is, uh, all it takes is a touch. See, see how I did that? Yeah. All it takes is a touch, like, like, like Dan touched the bird, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what life is. And he flew away. Uh, Jesus wants to touch each and every single one of our lives. Uh, and if you put your faith in Jesus, he has touched your life. Amen. Um, and, and, and I believe even after we put our faith in Jesus, Jesus continues to touch our life. And, and he brings those things back to life. Um, and, and so I think, uh, I don't even know what you said I do better than you. Uh, I don't drink water better than you. Guys, Aaron actually drank from his water bottle. I don't know. Uh, I did. It's halfway um, empty. But, but there was one time, I, I, when I hold the water bottle, I don't drink from it for some reason. Um, and uh, one person counted one week. I put it up to my mouth 48 times, but never took a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. It's like how, how do you do that though? I, I like... don't know. I don't know. I like this. This, this is fun. Aaron, <laughs> we should team teach. That's kind of cool. I like um, okay, you said that I do altar calls. Yeah. Better. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if I do them better, but here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Uh, we're going to pray because I believe uh, that the same Jesus that raised Lazarus from the dead, I believe the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, uh, and the same Holy Spirit uh, who brings life to our dead uh, souls uh, can raise to life and raise uh, to new something in each and every single one of us, whether that's joy, whether that's faith, whether that's uh, hope, love, uh, patience, Aaron said. Maybe it's a, a a willingness to serve, whatever it may be. Maybe you're someone who who you used to be super excited about things, but now uh, you, you're in like a, a state of depression. Maybe you're someone who um, uh, you used to do well in school, but for some reason you're like not doing anything different, but you just can't seem to focus. Uh, I mean, it, it's down to the very little things. Like Jesus, uh, there's that verse that says he cares about his eyes are on the sparrow. If Jesus cares what sparrows are doing. Uh, how much more does he care of what you guys are doing? Uh, and so I just want to encourage you, uh, because I think if we're all honest with ourselves, I think every single one of us could probably write down at least one thing in our lives uh, that's dead and, and that we think, and uh, I'm never going to be like that again. Uh, but, but but God is a God of resurrection, and he's a God of restoration. Uh, and he regenerates uh, the things that are dead in our life. So what we're going to do, I'm just going to invite you guys all to stand. Um, and, and after this, we're going to dive into a time of worship. Uh, we're going to worship God. Um, but now that you're all standing, I'm going to invite you guys uh, to do something. Uh, and it's, uh, if you've been in church, you've probably done it before. If you haven't been in church before, this might sound weird, but it's not weird. Uh, I'm going to invite you all to close your eyes. I'm going to put, have you put your heads down also. It's kind of like heads up seven up. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, let's, let's uh, bow our heads and close our eyes. And, and, and I'm going to ask a few questions. Uh, and the first question I'm going to ask, the first question I'm going to ask, uh, because tonight we're talking about Jesus. Uh, maybe you've heard of Jesus. Maybe Jesus is something you say when you hit your hand with a hammer. Uh, uh, but Jesus is not just a word. Jesus is not just some idea, some esoteric, I feel good because I hear Jesus. No, Jesus was a person. Uh, and he was a person who was not only 100% human, but he was 100% God. The Bible tells us that uh, he became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us. He lived. He went through things like we went through. He had emotion. Uh, and, and he lived a perfect life, a sinless life. He had no wrong in his life. But he died. He gave up his life for us. And when he died upon the cross, he took upon all the sins of the world. The Bible says that he took all the sins of the world upon himself. 
That meant all the sins that were committed previous to his time on the cross, the sins that were being committed while he was on the cross, and the sins that were going to be committed in the future. That means Jesus died for every single one of our sins. The Bible tells us that the wages or the penalty for sin is death. And it's not talking about a physical death. It's talking about an eternal death, a complete separation from God. Our sin separates us from God. And there's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to get ourselves right with God. It's only through the blood of Jesus that we can have salvation. And so the Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, because the thing is, he didn't just stay dead, but he rose again after three days uh, because he's a God of resurrection. He's a God of new life. And it's in his death and resurrection that we, if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our hearts and we call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved and we will have new life and there will be resurrection in our soul and we will now have a hope and that hope is a future with Jesus in heaven. And the Bible tells us that if we put our faith in Jesus, his Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of us and his Holy Spirit is our assurance. It is the deposit and it is it is the earnest. It's a word that was used back in the day and it's still used in banking, but it means uh, that we are secure. Jesus is not going to let us go. So the thing is, if you've never put your faith in Jesus uh, and you say, man, Matt, that was a lot of words in just the last 35 seconds. Um, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, here's the deal. If you die tonight, if you die tonight and you have not put your faith in Jesus, you are going to go to hell. You don't want to go to church to hear that you're going to hell, but that's the reality. If you have not put your faith in Jesus, you will spend an eternity separated from God in a very real hell. But the thing is, if you put your faith in Jesus, then you will spend an eternity in a very real heaven. And uh, I, I, I think that's what God wants, because he says, you know what, I wish that none will perish, but that all will come to me. And so we make that choice, God, I'm going to follow you. He's standing at the door. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. And if anyone hears and they open the door to him, he will come in. And, and so that very same invitation is going out to us uh, tonight. If you've never put your faith in Jesus and you want to say, you know what, if I die tonight, I want to know I'm going to heaven. And, and, and you say, you know what, I want Jesus to bring new life in me. Uh, if that's you tonight and you've never put your faith in Jesus, uh, I, I'm going to count down from three to one. And at the, at the time I reach one, if that's you, you've never put your faith in Jesus, I want you to raise your hand. Um, and then I'm going to ask a question. This is for people who've never done that before. Never done that before. This is your first time. So three, two, one. Anyone in here saying, I want to follow Jesus? All right. That's awesome. You guys can all open your eyes. That was a long time with your eyes closed listening to me. Here's the thing. No one raised their hand, which is super chill, because that means one of two things. One, it means, hey, you know what? I'm rejecting God, which is kind of a sad outlook. Uh, or you've already given your heart to Jesus, which means we're all family. Uh, and, and, and so uh, I want to commend you all for making the decision to follow Jesus. Now what I want to do uh, is, is you guys can have your eyes open for this. It might get a little bit awkward, uh, but it doesn't have to be awkward. Uh, the devil wants it to be awkward, so you don't raise your hand. Uh, but the thing is, maybe you have given your heart to Jesus, but you say, you know what, the way I'm living my life right now, uh, I'm not living in such a way that would make Jesus proud. I'm not living in a way that, that the world would know I'm a follower of Christ. Uh, the Bible tells us that the world will know us by our fruits. What kind of fruits do we bear? Do we bear the fruits of the Spirit? Are we giving joy? Are we giving love? Are we giving peace? Do people know 
that Jesus is the Lord of our lives because we are always talking about Jesus? Or are the fruits that we're given uh, fruits that really don't represent Christ? Uh, and, and here's the thing. Jesus tells us that a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, but a good tree, a good tree bears good fruit. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Like I said, Jesus can raise to life uh, every single part of our being. And, and, and so maybe you've given your heart to Jesus, but you're not living for Jesus now, but you would like to say, you know what? I want to start bearing good fruit. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I want to bear good fruit. Uh, and, and if that's you tonight and, and you haven't been living for the Lord, or maybe you have been living, I mean, you go to church, you come to Tuesday night, it's great. But when no one else is watching, uh, your thoughts uh, maybe aren't about the Lord. Maybe your thoughts, maybe your actions when no one else who's here uh, is around, uh, your actions aren't for the Lord. And you're just saying, you know what? I want to live for Jesus 24-7, 365, when everyone's watching and when no one's watching. Uh, and, and, and if that's you, if you say, you know what? I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I commit my life to Jesus back in the day, but you know what? I want to follow Jesus. And I just want to know for sure I'm following Jesus. If that's you, uh, uh, with Every eye open. Because the Bible says this. The Bible says this before I have you raise your hand. Uh, it, we're, we're encouraged to make it a public testimony. Like, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. Uh, and that's something to rejoice about. That's not something to be like, oh, no one sees. Because that kind of like defeats the purpose, you know. Uh, and, and the Bible says, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before the Father. Yeah. And, 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 and that's not something like me trying to scare you into raising your hand, okay. Uh, that's never, a pastor should never try and manipulate or, or use scare tactics to just make numbers sound cool. Um, we're not writing down each way, oh man, there's many people raise our hand. We're really cool, you know. No, uh, I think God keeps track of that, uh, and we just rejoice with you. And, uh, and so if you want to recommit your heart to Jesus, uh, maybe you gave your heart to the Lord 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Maybe you gave your heart to the Lord a month ago. Uh, but you, you say, you know what? I'm not living for Jesus, but I really want to live for Jesus. If that's you, uh, let's just, on the count of three, raise your hand, uh, and then we'll rejoice with you. Uh, so if that's you, on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I see these hands. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's cool. That, proud of you guys, because that, that takes a little bit of... Okay, I'm going to raise my hand. That's awesome. The thing is, uh, we're all family, and so we get to keep each other accountable on that. So that's awesome. I'm proud of you guys for raising your hand. That's really cool, and, and, and that's an awesome decision to make. And now I'm going to ask one more question. Um, sorry, Aaron, I'm going really long. Um, but, but I'm going to ask one more question. Maybe you have something in your life, like Aaron said, that you you feel is dead. Maybe a part of you has passed away. Maybe there's something or, or, or a way you used to be uh, that, that isn't uh, the way you wish it was. Um, I'm going to ask you on the count of three if that's you to raise your hand. And then what we're going to do is we're going to pray uh, for, for, for all these things and then we're going to worship. But if you have something in your life uh, that is dead, uh, Jesus can raise it back to life. And just like he said to Mary and Martha, he said, do you believe? Do you believe? That's the question we're asking tonight. Do you believe? Because we're told in the Bible that a prayer offered in faith, the prayer of faith, faith believing and the things that we can't say, do we believe? Yes, I believe. That prayer of faith, uh, God hears those prayers of faith, and he answers those prayers of faith. And it says, believing you receive. Believing you receive. So if you have 
uh, something in your life that you think has died or, or, or is no longer the way it used to be. If that's you, I want to pray with you, and we want to pray uh, tonight that God raise that back to life. So if that's you, if you've got something in your life that you feel is dead, uh, on the count of three, would you just raise your hand? So one, two, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Uh, I, I, I see a lot of hands, so I can't see everyone in the room, but I think every hand's up. Uh, and, and so you guys think it's okay if we pray for that right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to do something different that we don't normally do. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. And we're going to just pray, and we're going to believe together. We're going to offer up a prayer of faith. And we're going to believe what the Bible says, believing we receive. So let's pray. Dear God, we just thank you so much. Uh, God, that you love us. Uh, God, first and foremost, that you love us. God, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die a death that we deserve. And in your son, uh, we have new life. And God, you bring to life uh, the things that are dead, uh, our, our, our dead soul. You awaken it. God, for those, uh, God, who, who raised their hands tonight saying, uh, God, I want to recommit my life to you. Uh, I, 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 I've committed my life to you, but I'm not living for you right now. But God, I want to live for you. Uh, God, I pray for those uh, who raise their hand, God, that you would just fill them anew. God, that as they declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, they would be first and foremost assured of their hope and their salvation and of their eternal destiny. But God, I pray that you would give them the power then to live it out. God, and to live for you. God, the temptations and the desires of this world that so easily entrap us. God, I pray that those desires would no longer be the desires of our heart. But God, that they would live. God, that each and every single one of us would live fully for you. God, and for each and every single one of us who raised our hands where there's an area in our lives that we felt has died or, 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 or is no longer the same way it used to be. God, maybe it's someone who just feels inadequate or, 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 or has um, got low self-esteem. They feel like that their own view of themselves is lower than what your view of them is, God. You love us so much that you died for us. And even if it was just me on this planet, God, if there was one of us on this planet, you love that person so much, God, that you sacrificed for them. And God, um, that alone builds our esteem back up. And so, God, we just pray right now with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that raised Lazarus from the dead, the same power that brings new life to us. God, we pray that you would raise to new, raise to life, um, God, those areas in our lives that we thought were dead, that we thought would never be the same. Um, God, we just pray that you would raise those up. Uh, God, it would be a testimony of how great you are. God, that we would be a people of joy. People would see the joy that we once had and that has been gone for a while. God, they'd see the joy and they'd be like, what is different about you? And we'd be able to say, I've been touched by Jesus. God, that we would love people the way you love people. God, that our faith would be strengthened. And God, that the world would know that you are God and that you are love. So God, we thank you. God, we thank you that your love uh, God, it perfects us. God, you're not just a God who puts this bubble of protection around us and says, all right, everything's going to be okay. Uh, God, you allow us to go through things, God, that perfect us. It's those trials, and that's why Romans tells us that we are to rejoice in trials because they produce perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and that hope does not upset God, we thank you that you don't pamper us. God, I don't want to be pampered. But God, I thank you that you prepare us. God, that you prepare us for what this world has. But God, even more, that you prepare us for eternity. God, we thank you for the hope and the promise of a future with you. So God, we thank you and we praise you. God, we believe. 
God, your word tells us that when we believe, we receive. And so, God, those areas that were in our lives, and I say that were in our lives, that were dead, God, they are no longer dead. But we believe that they are alive and new in the name of Jesus. And, God, we will live for you in full abundance. So, God, we thank you and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Hey, I want you to give at least two or three people a hug um, and let them know how much you love them and how much God loves them.